Welcome to the Legacy Nashville Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Amen. So as I was praying and as I was seeking the Lord um, about today's message, I felt an impression in my heart from him that this word wasn't just for our staff, okay? This was actually a word of encouragement for our whole church. I absolutely, positively love it when the Lord allows me to stand on the stage and encourage people in the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 is one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. I am convinced that if I was not a pastor, an artist, or a worship leader, I would be out on the motivational speaking circuit right now. And you would see all of my videos on Instagram. I would be crushing it. I would be crushing it. I would be that guy that you, you scroll up, hey, stop right there. Stop scrolling right now. I want to let you know that you have what it takes to live your best life. I'm telling you, I will be on the motivational circuit right now, but that's not what God has called me to do. So that's what my goal is today. My goal is to encourage you so much that you leave today with enough encouragement to take you through all of 2024. Okay? That's my goal. I'm going to try and work it out. Y'all with me? All right, here we go. So in October at our United Conference. Did anybody go to United Conference? Yeah, we had a good old time, a good old Pentecostal time during that, during United Conference. Pastor Lyle released a prophetic declaration over our house that we have gone as far as we can in the form that we are in. Anybody remember that? He declared that for us to go forward into all that God has for us next, we would need to take on a new form. How many of you know that a caterpillar can only go so far in the form that it's in? In order for a caterpillar to experience the fullness of itself, it has to go into a cocoon and then come out a butterfly. Amen? So in order for us to be able to walk into the newness and to the things that God has for us next, it's time for us to take on a new, a new form. I don't know about you, but I resonated extremely deeply with this word. It was almost as though uh, I finally had the words to articulate that which my spirit had been iterating for a significant amount of time. Does that make sense? Does everybody ever have those moments where it's like, I'm feeling something in my spirit, but my mind and my intellect hasn't caught up yet? It's like my humanity hasn't caught up to that which is happening in my spirit. That's how it was for me. That's how it was for me whenever he released that word that we have gone as far as we can in the form that we are in. So as I've been reflecting over this word for the last couple months since October, the Lord began to remind me of a time in Scripture when a similar sentiment was expressed. And so we're going to explore that Scripture, Joshua 1, verse 1 through 9, together today. All right, let's stand for the reading of the Word. Does anybody love the Word of God? 
Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, sometimes when I just think and talk about the Word of God, I just want to sing. I just want to sing. I just love the Word of God so much. Scripture tells us that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So are you ready to read? If you've got your Bible uh, and you're at Joshua 1, just holla at me real quick. Holla. Come on. Are you ready to read? Let's read. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, through the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Stop right there. Aren't you just glad that? we serve a specific God. He's so specific. He's not like, you get that block over there and that block over there. No, he's like, you get this specific place and this specific place and this specific place and this specific place. Come on, let's continue reading. Where are we at? We're at verse uh, five. No man shall stand before you all, no, excuse me, let's start at five again. That was my bad. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not alone. Look at your other neighbor and say, you are not alone. As I was reading this and preparing, I just thought of the Michael Jackson song. You are not alone. I am here with you. You know, <laughs> Anyway, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people. Hold on, Lord. Are you telling me that you are going to use a man to deliver a people into a land? Are you telling me that it's going to be because of a man that these people will walk into the promised land? Just look at your neighbor and say, you are called for a purpose. Just look at your other neighbor and say, God has a specific plan and purpose for your life. Verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand. Someone shout, focus. focus. Say, focus. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may have what good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Church is dismissed. I'll see y'all next week. I'm telling you, that'll preach. That'll preach in and of itself. The title of my message today is Write History. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's time to write history. 
Look at your other neighbor and say, it's time to write history. Let's pray. Father, I'm so humbled and honored to be standing on this stage on the first Sunday of 2024. Father, I pray that you will use these few moments, Lord Jesus, to set your people on a trajectory toward everything that you have in your heart for them. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that the anointing would flow in this place for power and empowerment. Holy Spirit, I pray for every heart in this place. God, I pray that nothing would be enabled to inhibit the seeds being sown that you have to sow today. We just give you all of the glory and the honor. And everybody said as they sat down. Amen. 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 It just feels like family in here this morning. It feels good this morning. I'm grateful to be here. Is anybody grateful to be here? So the Israelites had been wandering through the wilderness for 40 years under the leadership of a man named Moses. Moses was a trusted leader and someone whom the Israelites had grown to rely on as they journeyed and waited for the appointed time that they would step into the place that God had promised for them since the moment they left captivity in Egypt. But before they could reach the appointed place, God fulfilled another promise. And that promise was that Moses and his unbelieving generation would not be permitted to cross over into the promised land. Are we together? So in Joshua 1, we're given the privilege of being tuned into a profound exchange between God and the newly minted leader of the Israelites, Joshua, Moses' assistant. You know, I love sports. I absolutely love them. And if you ask anybody on staff, they will tell you that I can regularly be heard debating all things sports around the office, much to the chagrin of most of the ladies on staff. <laughs> yeah, that was my wife. <laughs> but what I love about sports might actually surprise you. Do you want to know what I love about sports? I love sports because of the drama. Come on, agree with me, Ben. I love sports because of the mystery, and I love sports because of the conflict that is baked into each competition that I get to watch. So, essentially, sports is to me what The Bachelor and Keeping Up with the Kardashians is to most women in the room. It's, it's the truth. Sports is filled with drama and tantalizing storylines that will have even the manliest man yelling and screaming like a little girl. <laughs> but my favorite storyline of all is found in the great sport of football. It's when we're in the fourth quarter of the game and there are six minutes left in the championship game. The home team is down by 10 points, and the unthinkable happens. The star quarterback gets tackled and can't get up. In a moment, the life and the energy in a whole stadium full of 80,000 people is sucked right out. 
And as the star quarterback is helped off the field with the clear realization that he ain't coming back into this game, all eyes turn to a young, inexperienced backup quarterback. The hope of a whole city now rests upon his young shoulders. And in the frenzy of it all, everything's going on. You got one side that's cheering. You got one side that's crying. You got coaches running up and down the, 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 the field. The head coach calls over the only hope for victory that he has left and begins a motivational discourse that would make even the feeblest believe that they have what it takes to lead their team to victory. I can see some of y'all are still trying to get with the picture. So let, let me show you a video clip from one of my favorite movies. This is what I see. This is what I see whenever I read Joshua 1. You feel me? That's what I see in my head whenever I read Joshua 1. In Joshua 1, God is pulling Joshua aside in the midst of a history-defining moment and is commissioning him to go and to write history. And I believe today by the power of the Holy Spirit that even as God commissioned Joshua to write history, God is commissioning the people of Legacy Nashville to write history. I believe that he is commissioning us to write history in our families. I heard the Holy Spirit say that generational curses are being broken this year. That generational curses are falling off of people and that new bloodlines are being formed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where there were generational curses, he's commanding a generational blessing. I heard the Holy Spirit say that addictions and destructive habits are being broken this year. The things that you inherited from your mom and your dad and and their mom and their dad, those things are being broken by the power of the Holy Spirit and a new history is being inaugurated for your kids and for your kids' kids. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit that he is commissioning us to write history in the work that we, uh, will you allow me to prophesy just for one moment? Just lift your hands up right now. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that this will be a year of innovation and invention. I prophesy that like Daniel and Joseph, you will solve the problem 
problems of society and that kings and those in places of influence will hear about it and call for you to come to be a solution to their problems. Come on, I'm just going to keep going. I believe he is con- he's commissioning us to write history in our city. I believe this so strong that the church of Nashville is getting ready to enter its finest hour. I believe that like the church of old, the church of Nashville will become a lifeline for the city of Nashville. I prophesy that we are going to be united in the writing of a new history for the city of Nashville. If you believe that, can you just take 10 seconds to give God a good praise? Listen, you got to grab this for yourself. Gone are the days that we just let things happen to to us. No, God is calling for the violent to take it by force. You got to take it for your family. You got to take it for your personal life. Gone are the days that we just let things happen to us. No, a new history is being written. Now, before God could let Joshua lead the people into the promised land where a new history would be written, he had to pull the new leader aside and give him instruction and encouragement on what what it was going to take to complete the task at hand. Now, listen, you could be prepared for a moment your whole life. You could be prepared for a position your whole life. But when the time comes for you to assume your position, a word of encouragement or instruction is like fuel for the soul. We need it. In Joshua 1, I I, want to explore five requirements that I see God lay out for us for writing history. Is that okay? The first is this. You got to remember the past. You got to remember the past. Pastor Lau did a masterful job last week of preaching on the power of remembrance. And as he was preaching last week about remembrance, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and he said that the precedence of the past will become the foundation for the future. The precedence of the past will become the foundation for the future. Verse 5 of Joshua 1 says, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. What is the Lord saying? He's saying, hey, Joshua, don't forget when I was with Moses at the Red Sea. Don't forget when I showed up at the tent of meeting. Don't forget when I supplied manna. Don't forget when I was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. Don't forget, Joshua. And he's encouraging us that we too cannot forget what God has done in the past. Over 520 times in scripture, it implores us to remember. But this is what I understand about the reality of remembrance. It's that remembering can be painful. Remembering can be painful because of past trauma and disappointments that we have experienced. But I want to encourage you this morning that when we choose to remember with God, 
He has a way of showing us where he was in the midst of it all. He has a way of showing us where he was when our parents got divorced. He has a way of showing us where he was when we had a miscarriage. He has a way of showing us where he was when our father walked out on us. He has a way of showing us where he was when our spouse walked out on us. Whenever we remember with him, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And though the wilderness for the Israelites was a desolate place, God was there. And we have to remember that God is not just the God of the mountaintop. He's the God in the valley. <laughs> he's the God in the desert. And he's the God in the desolate and traumatic places of our life. He's God and will be God and will stay God for yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes. Pastor Lau said something last week that shook me to my core. He said that the enemy wants us to be forgetful and fragmented. You see, what the enemy is fighting for in our lives is the final word. The enemy wants to have the final word in the circumstances and situations that you go through in your life. And only you get to decide if God's gonna get the final word. And I just want to prophesy and declare right now that no way, Jose, I declare that in every single situation of our lives, God is going to get the final word. And if he hasn't gotten the final word yet, that just means that it's not over yet. And if he hasn't gotten the final word yet, that just means that he's still working. And if he hasn't gotten the final word yet, it's just a matter of time until he does. Remembering is an act of warfare. We wage war on the enemy when we remember the goodness of God. When we look back on the situations of our life and say, God, when my parents got divorced and I was broken inside, you were the one that put me back together. God, whenever my father walked out, you were the one that raised me. You were the one that saw to it that I had everything that I need within me. Father, whenever my family lost everything, you were the one who provided our daily bread. We wage war on the enemy when we remember the goodness of God. Requirement number one to writing history, remember the past. Number two, let go of the past. Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. What is he saying to Joshua? He's saying, hey, Joshua, you can no longer walk in the ways that Moses walked in because I have something new that we're getting ready to walk into. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go. He's saying, Moses, I'm saying, Joshua, you can't stay where you are because I've got something else for you. One of the greatest inhibitors of you moving forward into all that God has for you is your inability to let go of things in your past. 
The devil wants to keep you chained and imprisoned to mistakes and circumstances of your past. But I feel God giving somebody permission today to let go. It's time to let your past go. Let go of the past mistakes that you've made. Let go of the past opportunities that you've missed. Let go of the obligation that you feel to hold on to people in the past who have kept you from walking in the fullness of all that God has for you. Somebody shout, let go. In order to write a new history, you must let go. It's time to sever ties with the things that hold us back from all God has for us. It's time to sever ties with the people that hold us back from all that God has for us. Someone shall let go. You got to let go of the past. Number three, you got to be strong and you got to be courageous. Three times the Lord makes this declaration to Joshua. Why? Because he knows that this will be the, one of the main things that Joshua needs in the land that he's getting ready to walk into. Because the battles that would come against him would test him in the natural and would test him in the spirit. And he needed Joshua to have no question as to how he should respond in the face of adversity. This phrase, be strong, carries with it the idea of being firm, fortified, and strong in a moral sense. It, impi- it implies the strength of character. God knew that there will be physical battles that will come against Joshua, yes, but he also knew that those wouldn't be the only battles that Joshua faces. The battle to keep his faith and to keep his character would just would be as fierce as the battles that he would fight and lead in the natural. And we know by reading scripture Upon entering into the promised land and intermingling among the people of those lands, those lands, many of the Israelites succumbed and forgot God. And they began to serve other gods. In the present culture that we are living in, it is far too easy to succumb to the ways and the mentalities of the world. Whether it is conscious or whether it is unconscious, it is too easy to adopt the ways of the world. We have to be courageous enough to deny the world and its ways in pursuit of God's kingdom being established in every single aspect of our lives. Gone are the days when God is permitting people to have segmented lives. to have lives that are apportioned, to have lives that in this area, I trust you, I love you, and you have, and then in other areas, you can't touch that, God. We have to be strong and we have to be courageous. Number four, we have to have a resolute focus. It is so easy to be distracted. And this is what the enemy knows. The enemy understands that he really doesn't even have to have you sin, grossly sin. All he really has to do is get you distracted enough to keep you from walking the path that God has called you to walk. So for most believers, 
the enemy's tactic for you isn't really to get you just to sin, just to like grossly sin. What he wants to do is he wants to get you distracted. He wants to get you one degree off. Because if he, know, he knows if he can get you one degree off every single day, then at the end of the year, you'll be 365 degrees off. That's why it's important for a ship to have a compass that works. Because if a ship has a compass that isn't directing it to the right d- direction, even just one direction off for a thousand miles, that ship will not get to its destination. And it takes a resolute focus in the hour that we are living in, in the hour where it is unbelievably easy to live a life that is distracted. Because we got many options available to us. Constantly, even in church, we got our phones. It's too easy to get distracted from what God wants to put into us. It's too easy for the enemy to have that thing pop up and then, boom, takes you out of the flow. Because did you know that when you come into the house of God, you come into a flow? There's a flow in the atmosphere. And what the enemy wants to do is even in church is he wants to break the flow for you. He wants to break the flow for you. So when you walk out, you're like, what did pastor preach about? You know what I'm saying? But I believe in the year 2024, God is making Legacy Nashville a focused people. We are going to be resolutely focused and resolutely present in everything that God has for us. And we're not going to turn, to, turn from it to the left or to the right. We're going to stay focusedness. Restlessness and lack of contentment are the enemies of focus. They will lie to you. I, they will lie to you 10 out of 10 times and tell you that in order for you to experience more, you have to do more or seek for more. But really, all that you got to do is what God told you to do. He's not asking you to do, to do any more or any less. Come on, we're going to be resolutely focused. We're going to be resolutely focused. It's time to focus, people of God. Number five, you got to have the courage to trust. Verse nine, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. As I was preparing... I just felt the Holy Spirit put it on my heart that for some of you, this last season of your life has injured your trust in God. The things that you've walked through in this past year, the disappointments that you've experienced, the opportunities that you thought were going to come but didn't come, they've injured your trust in God. So if I were to ask you to be honest, you would say my ability to trust God and that he has something good for my life has been crippled. I'm going to be honest. I've been in this position this last year. Even though I've seen some of the best things in my life happen this past year, there were moments where I honestly asked God, God, what in the world am I doing? 
And what in the world are you doing? But whenever those moments come up, I love to recollect upon an old hymn that says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to say, thus saith the Lord." I want to ask you, man, Legacy Nashville family, I want to ask you to trust again. In this year, I want to ask you, in this year where God is writing a new history in our lives, this may seem silly, but this past Christmas, our church had more people stay home than ever before. Now, why does that matter? Because in years past, we would go home. We'd go home to our mothers and fathers. But this year, we stayed home because we're writing a new history in our homes. We're writing a new history in our homes this year. We're writing a new history. I feel it so strong that new histories are being written in our church, that new, new, new stories are being written, that where there was disappointment, where there was broken trust, that God is restoring it in this year like never before. And you guys are gonna be able to walk in the fullness of everything that God has called you to do. Reuben, I'm looking at you right now, bro, and I just decree and declare that you are a Daniel that you are a Joseph. I just decree and declare that you're going to see your greatest year yet in every single aspect of your life, not just in your work, but in your family. And I do believe that people are gonna come and they're going to ask you for the wisdom that you have. I just believe it so strong. Let's stand. I don't know everybody's story in the room, but I know enough people's story to understand that you guys have gone through some intense shaking in 2023. As I was preparing, I I heard the Holy Spirit say that the shaking was not for nothing, but that there was purpose in the shaking. The purpose was for repositioning. God is repositioning you to write history. And I want to give in these, in these next few moments that we have, I just want us to close our eyes, bow our heads, close our eyes, and I want to give some people the opportunity to write the greatest history that you could ever write in your life. I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to him and to begin writing a new history in your life like you have never dreamed or imagined. So if that's you, and you're saying today, hey, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I'm ready to write a new history. I just want you to be bold in this atmosphere. And I just want you to lift your hand all across the room. Yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on, don't be afraid. If that's you, You're saying, I want to write a new history today. I want to write a new history. Yeah, okay, I'm going to ask you to do something else, and this is going to be really scary because it's going to be really embarrassing, but that's okay. I'm going to ask you to come forward. If that was you, I'm going to ask you to come forward right now. We have some prayer team members that are going to pray for you. If that was you, come on. Just go ahead and come forward now. Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
If that was you, come on, come forward. Come forward, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there are a few more. There are a few more. There were a few more. There were a few more. Come on, come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? We'll give you just a couple more moments. I promise you, we're not trying to embarrass you. We just want to connect with you. We just want to connect with you. We're not transactional. We want to connect with you. So if that's you and you want to come, come on. We want to celebrate you as you come. If that's you and you want to come forth, come on. We'll give you just a couple more seconds. Amen. 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 We're going to pray with those who have come down right now. If you don't mind, everybody, just join in with me. Say, Father, here I am. I give you all that I am. With no reservation, I give you my life. I give you all of my heart. Father, will you take my life? Will you use it for your glory? I make you Lord and Savior of my life. I'm ready to write the greatest history of my life. In Jesus' name. Could we celebrate one more time? We're getting ready to... We're going to be dismissing in just the next, in the next minute. But I want to open up the altar for those of you who will say, I have injured trust. So good. So good. I have injured trust. For me to place the full weight of my trust upon the Lord is a hard ask. But we have altar ministry leaders who are up here and they want to believe in faith with you that God would increase your ability to trust him. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Amen. So if that's you, don't leave this place without praying with somebody because we're writing a new history in this year. We're letting go of the past. We're letting go of the past. Amen. Amen. Father, I just bless this congregation. I say thank you for each and every single person as we go out and write history this year. Lord, I thank you that you're speaking to each person on what that looks like in their lives. Oh God, I'm excited to see what you do in this house, in this year. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.